0: and welcome back to the happy half a half hour weekly podcast with me heather conder to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news it's episode 7 a fabulous number honestly 7 i think is my favorite number it is just ubiquitous we can find it everywhere Seven days of the week, seven colours of the rainbow, seven wonders of the ancient world, seven different notes in a scale, seven spots in a ladybird. Need I go on? It's fantastic. Also, something that I didn't know, which I found out this week, which also fits with the number seven, is that apparently it takes the average person seven minutes to fall asleep. Seven minutes. <laughs> I don't know who these people are, but I need someone to send them my way because who takes seven minutes to fall asleep? I genuinely take about seven hours. So this is an average, which means some people must be falling asleep in about seven seconds. I cannot believe this fact, really. But I bet you didn't expect so many fun facts at the beginning of the episode. And uh, neither did I, to be honest. But there we go. Hopefully, we can make this the best episode yet to suit the fantastic number. I hope you all had a good week last week. I saw lots of lovely holiday-esque pictures of people relaxing at home and in their garden and a very lucky few going abroad, which I'm very jealous of. It looks like some people have been getting their tan on and enjoying relaxing by a pool in the sun. Very jealous indeed. But I had a nice week and there was a good balance of work and play. And there's lots more happy things to share with you and even another little interview to look forward to later on. Here we go. So there's a good mixture in my top three this week. And the first thing I have to mention is flat hunting. Now that I finally managed to sort my life out a bit and I've decided on some life decisions... I am moving back to London soon which is very exciting. I think my family are slightly sad about it, but it is time to fly the nest again and get out of their hair. If we're being honest, my dad is fed up of me singing downstairs whilst he's on a serious work call, and I think my whole family are going to be grateful for me not telling them to be quiet so I can record. So, I'm moving out and I've been looking for lots of flats and I've done a fair few virtual flat tours. And although flat hunting definitely is a little bit stressful, and a little bit could be an understatement, I can't tell you how much I really enjoy house hunting and looking at flats. I love all things about interior design, and when I was younger, I actually really wanted to be an architect. I spent all my time either watching grand designs with the wonderful Kevin or constantly playing on Sims. I loved Sims. And I spent all my time making the most amazing families and then designing incredible houses. But once I'd done that, I then got really bored and I just sadistically killed off all of the family so that I could start again, which I know is terrible. But oh, the fun I had, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) And I'm ashamed to say that I always cheated as well. So you were given £20,000, at least you were when I was playing it. And you just cannot build a decent house for £20,000. I know that might be surprising, but it's just not possible. So I did cheat. But I was very proud of the houses that I built. You should have seen some of them. They were incredible. And my love of house design has still not wavered. Although I no longer want to be an architect, and uh, musical theatre is definitely more realistic and more up my street, I still get really excited about choosing houses and designing interiors and looking for homeware I love looking for homeware in fact my favorite thing to do is to go into the homeware section of somewhere like anthropology or go to Ikea or just browse John Lewis I I can't afford anything there but just homeware how great is homeware and I also have found out that I really enjoy looking on housing websites so spare room zoopla open rent right move you name it I have probably been on it and quite a lot. And I viewed a fair few flats actually, some of which in retrospect I am not sure why I bothered to view because there was no way I was ever going to be able to afford them. And some of them were even in the wrong place, but they were just so beautiful. And one can dream, one can dream. But I have now decided on a flat and I feel like I got very lucky and found a lovely flat in West London. And I'm going to be living with some very nice girls and I'm really excited to be moving in quite soon and going back to London. A lot of my friends are in London and I will inevitably spend too much money on going out for brunches and drinks out, safely of course, but I cannot wait. I do like being independent so feels good to have found a lovely flat and I've really enjoyed choosing one this week. And the next thing I want to mention is a TV recommendation even though I realise I am probably really behind the times. It's one that came out a while ago. But you'll be pleased to hear that in the Condor household, we have moved on from watching my family. We have (laughs) progressed. I talked about that one in episode one. And now we are on to the better heights of a programme called This Is Us. It's on Amazon Prime and there are four series and we're really enjoying it. It first came out in 2016, so as I say, apologies if I'm talking about something you already know well, but I'll just explain it for those who don't. The show tells the clever and heartwarming story of three very unique siblings and their parents and the juxtaposition of the ups and downs in life. It's a really clever programme because each episode shows three generations of the family. But it draws you in with questions which are then subsequently answered in a series of flashbacks. So there's a collection of stories from the past and the present and they interweave and they're really beautifully portrayed and also really well acted. There are some fantastic actors in the show. And I personally think that the characters are very relatable and they deal with real life issues that will make you cry and issues that will make you laugh and they truthfully portray the different difficulties that we might encounter throughout the different stages of our life i don't want to give too much away if you don't know and i don't want to explain the main plot lines but we have been really enjoying watching it and it's another program which all of us will sit down and enjoy and each episode leaves you wanting more which is the great thing about it which means that it is very easy to binge should you have a spare day in your hands and you like binge watching then this is definitely one to watch <laughs> We're only coming to the end of series one so we still have a long way to go and there are plenty more questions to be answered but I can't wait to continue watching and I wanted to mention it on here as a recommendation this week and potentially one to add to your watch list. And speaking of families and different generations the third thing that I want to include in the top three this week involves a socially distanced meet-up with some members of my family and extended family. So last week, three generations of my family, including my auntie, uncles, cousins and nana, all met up for a socially distanced dinner and drinks. My cousins hired a boat for the week around Oxford and so thought it was a wonderful excuse for a good old catch-up on the river. And we hadn't seen them in ages so it was a lovely idea and last Tuesday we all took some picnic blankets and food and bubbly and we met everyone for dinner on the riverbank which was rather idyllic if I do say so myself. Even though it probably was a little bit eventful, particularly for my nana, almost immediately upon arriving there was a little drama when my nana stepped off the boat to come and greet us and nearly fell into the river (laughs) Really, she nearly fell in and she misjudged the crossing quite dramatically and literally had to be caught. So that was quite a fun way to spice up the night at the very start. And then only a few minutes later, my dad was popping open some sparkling wine, get the party really started. But he did it with such gusto that he made this huge pop and my nana got the fright of her life and spilt her g and all down herself. So it really wasn't going well for her within the first five minutes. But everything soon settled down and we had a lovely time catching up and asking what they'd been up to over lockdown. And we were just sat at the side of the river just randomly and there were lots of passers-by who kind of looked at us and were like, yep, you do you. Obviously we weren't obstructing any pathways or being a danger, but it meant that strangers could just come up and say hello if they wanted to. And at one stage, a very friendly and I think slightly drunk man came up to us to say hello. And he was hilarious. He took one look at me and he came up and said, oh, what are you, what are you studying in school? So I told him I'd actually finished school and I'd also finished uni and I just looked young. To which he then just repeatedly called me a dropout. <laughs> he was like, dropout? But by comparison, he decided to call my sister Moroccan Sunset. Moroccan sunset so I was dropout she was Moroccan sunset I think because of her ginger hair but I just can't help but think that she got the better nickname there she was definitely the favorite so we had Nana being nearly scared to death twice we had me as a dropout my sister as Moroccan sunset and many more eventful stories which you know you have to have when you have a family reunion really don't you But it was nice to see them all before we go off in our different directions again. And it could almost have been its own episode in a family TV show. A lot of fun was had. (music) Stories from others. Thanks again for sending in your news. There were some really inspiring stories this week, including some artistic and personal breakthroughs. And also a lovely theme of body positivity in some of the stories, which I always love to hear. So the first piece of happy news is from Alex, who has very exciting news, a big announcement. He has been commissioned as the composer for the largest scale new opera to be composed during the COVID crisis. It's going to be the first opera to be performed in a theatre to audience members and it will be performed and filmed on the stage of the theatre in the woods in September. What's crazy is that it has only just been commissioned. So Alex casually has just 2 months to write music for a 90-minute opera and the libretto is going to be written by the very renowned Sir David Poontney. So it's going to be a fantastic collaboration. The opera is called A Feast in the Time of Plague. And I am sure it's going to be a feast with the talent behind it and I'm hoping that it will be the first of many theatrical things to begin starting up again. The idea developed whilst in lockdown in Wales and the plot follows 12 very varied characters. I'm not sure that it's the happiest of stories but Putney has explained, and I quote, that the characters capture the defiance and solidarity that we have all experienced during these strange times. The virus exposes truths about all of us in many surprising ways. A feast in the time of plague captures this, as well as the essential lesson that we must carry on laughing. That sounds like a great lesson to me, and I think the opera sounds very real and interesting, and Alex is going to really bring their feelings to life through such vivid and emotive music. He's a very talented composer. So watch this space. And what brilliant news to have a creative masterpiece come out of lockdown, hopefully the first of many. And good luck with all of that writing, Alex. I can't wait to hear it. And the next person who wants to share their happy news is Ella, who has recently celebrated a birthday. So belated happy birthday, Ella. Woo! I hope you had an amazing day. By the sounds of things, you did have a great day and you had a wonderful time celebrating with your housemates. They really did make the most of it. Ella tells me that they got up at the crack of dawn to go and have a swim in the sea. She lives near Bournemouth and this is a favourite activity to start the day. I don't know about you, but I find the English sea very, very cold. So that would certainly wake me up. I'm not sure it would be my favourite birthday morning activity, but it's a fun story to tell, isn't it? But then after having a little refreshing dip, they then came back to their house for the next activity, which was, wait for it, body painting. How amazing and fun does that sound? They basically painted various parts of their body in different colours with different paints. And then they imprinted them onto paper to decorate the walls. How cool is that? So they now have parts of their body in, you know, yellow paint, blue paint, green paint, printed beautifully on their walls. And it's a great way to celebrate our bodies and the incredible things they do. I thought that sounded like such a great and action-filled day. But then Ella told me that they did all of this before 7.30am, when they then set down for an incredible breakfast spread of fresh fruit, smoked salmon, yoghurt, toast, you name it. Wow, that is seizing the day. Definitely early birds in that house. But I cannot knock your spirit and really making the most out of a birthday. You only get one a year, so why not? And it sounds like you had the best day. And then, for the third story that I want to share this week, I was thrilled to chat to the very lovely Hannah Grace Lawson, a musical theatre performer and fitness and food fanatic. The past few months have given Hannah the confidence to create her own lifestyle page and to speak openly about her recovery from an eating disorder. She has been inspiring many people with her amazing recipes, her honesty, and her enthusiasm for life. And she's also created a fabulous ebook. So here she is to discuss her many exciting ventures.
1: Hi, Hannah. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are
0: you? I'm really good, thank you. Very excited yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So for those who might not know you've just created an amazing lifestyle page called Hanalicious Food what a great name can you tell
1: us a bit about it and how it came about Yes um so I'm so into food anyway but um I used to post on my main page a lot of my food like my pancake stacks my oats and then um my friend was like you should set up a food page. Like I've got one um, of my own and I think it'd be something that you should do and it would be amazing. I was like, right, I'm going to go for it. So one night during lockdown, I spent like till 3am creating this page. And then it wasn't till um, a week that I'd had it that I was kind of like, hmm. I know that a lot of people know that I've struggled um, with an eating disorder and they might be a bit like, oh, what? will she not explain why she's doing this food page because they might be a bit confused like has she recovered has she not so I was kind of like I'm gonna do a post it's gonna be like um, a confession time of why I've kind of set it up and I've set it up because I feel like it has even helped me even more so like I have recovered but I still have those little niggles that are on my shoulder, but I know how to cope with them and I know how to like pinpoint them and be like, no, that's it. So I kind of was like, yeah, this is a really good idea. And I've always followed people on Instagram and they've always inspired me. And they say, like, if you have a passion for something or if you think that you can't do something, you definitely can. Absolutely you're spreading so much body positivity.
0: I mean, you look amazing, you're stronger than ever. And I know a lot of people at some point will have struggled with various body confidence issues of different kinds. And it's just nice for people to talk openly and to inspire and also just share your love of food. You've created this ebook as well, haven't you? Which looks incredible. It looks so colourful and so much food porn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, so obviously during lockdown so many things have happened and obviously black lives matter all yeah. came about and it kind of it needs to stay until Absolutely. we've got justice around that and um i thought well i've raised money for beats the eating disorder charity just from like posting my story on facebook and using the donate button i raised over 300 pounds for beat wow i was like oh my god so that was really nice. So then I was kind of like, I would love to create an ebook, but I don't really want the money for myself. I mm. would like to donate it to something that matters to me right now and other people. Yes. Um, so I thought Black Lives Matter Fund would be an amazing way to spread positivity about my food page, but also get the message across that everyone needs to be on board this. Absolutely. Um, so I spent about two weeks creating the ebook of all like my recipes so far there's snacks desserts brunch dinner oh, in there dreams. <laughs> and it's some sort of like veggie vegan meat dishes as well but yeah
0: oh so. brilliant and it's still available isn't it if people want to yeah, yeah brilliant and it's still all to black lives matter so that's yeah. obviously brilliant and just before you go let's just have a fun question do you have yeah. an absolute favorite recipe what's your go-to
1: okay oh this is really hard (laughs) i know um so at the moment my um family's favorite recipe that i've been doing is teriyaki salmon with jasmine rice and stir fried vegetables oh my goodness Um, and i have done this with different meats and vegan um foods as well so i've done it with tofu which is delicious
0: oh my gosh i'm
1: I'm hungry hungry. you're making me hungry (laughs) (laughs)
0: food just makes everyone happy you know a great feature on the happy half and it's so nice to chat to you and thank you for continuing to spread the message of self-love body positivity and everything you are a dream and looking fabulous and so smiley (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you so much hannah thank you
1: very much
0: stories from the news there was lots to choose from this week, so in order to narrow it down, I had to split up the news into different sections into health, environmental and cultural news to keep it varied, and also shows how much I love structure and teaching. But I have cherry-picked some of the best happy news in my opinion over the past week. There have been a fair few positive announcements with regards to health, which is obviously greatly needed, including the hopeful news of a vaccine fingers crossed. And the news that more than 1 million people have given up smoking since the pandemic hit in March. That is a crazy statistic and the highest proportion to quit in a decade which is obviously great news because of the risks smoking can mean for your health. I am a singer and so I personally don't smoke and definitely think it is better not to. And I read that young smokers between the ages of 19 to 29 have actually given up in the highest numbers with a total of 17% quitting. So this has to be one of the small silver linings if we can call anything a silver lining of this time. And as well as benefiting their health greatly think of all the money those people are going to be saving. The average smoker saves around £128 per month when they quit. So a win-win. There have also been lots of positive environmental stories over the past week. In fact, there have been so many. It's really great. And some of them, which you might not have heard of, one of them is that wild bison are going to be returned to the UK for the first time in 6,000 years, helping to protect the species and also to naturally regenerate a former pinewood plantation. And a herd is going to be released in Kent and the animals will come from the Netherlands and Poland, where similar releases of a small herd have been really successful. And along similar environmental veins, in relation to trees, I also want to mention the search engine Ecosia. So Ecosia is a search engine based in Berlin, and it donates 80% of its ad revenue to non-profit organisations that focus on regeneration. And they have just hit a big landmark. So the money generated from the search engine has now enabled over 100 million trees to be planted. So their trees will remove nearly 1,800 tonnes of CO2 every day, which is quite something to consider. And for the last thing, I thought I'd throw in some more quirky and unheard of news, which I was so incredibly pleased to hear about certain tourist attractions in the culture sector such as zoos and castles are thriving now that it's a bit safer and museums are soon going to be joining that list with many reopening their doors in august but what is even more exciting is that a lot of children are now able to attend these places for free due to achieving the amazing and unrivaled award of a blue peter badge Because so many children have been stuck for things to do at home, the number of children applying for Blue Peter badges has shot up in recent months. In June alone, I was informed that there were 40,000 letters received for Blue Peter badges. And I'm sure the numbers are equally similar for July. This means that tens of thousands more children are now able to get into 200 of the best attractions in the UK for completely free. Is there anything better? I think not. I was lucky enough when I was younger to have a Blue Peter badge, and I was so proud. When I was around 10, I think, I drew my very best drawing of Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I coloured it in and I labelled it and everything. And it was probably a bit dodgy, to be honest, but I thought it was brilliant, and I got very excited because I got this Blue Peter badge. I got into all these amazing attractions for free until I was 16. 16 years old. So I went to London Zoo, Beck and Scott Model Village, Cheddar Gorge, the New Forest Wildlife Park, so many amazing places until I was actually quite old. 16 is quite old but don't worry I didn't lie when I turned 17 I no longer used it even though I could still pass for a 12 year old. I'm a very honest human. <laughs> But I bet you're all jealous I rode off that Blue Peter badge for a good six years and went to incredible places. And think about how many more children are now also able to go to these wonderful places proudly donning their Blue Peter badge. It's definitely a perk of having a little bit more time and I can't begin to imagine the amazing drawings, poems and artistic creations which have been sent in and which the Blue Peter team have been viewing. They are probably far superior to my Willy Wonka what a lovely range of happy news on various different scales this week from good news in my week to others happy breakthroughs to quite significant developments in the news definitely all reasons to smile and once again please do keep sharing your good news with me and get in touch if you would like to make a feature Also, I feel I should say that if you're searching for the happy half on Instagram, then there are underscores in between the words because apparently some people have been struggling to find it and I don't want to cause any distress. Not that you would have been distressed at all. (laughs) Yes, please do send me a message. And I'm not completely sure how many more episodes there are going to be left due to changes in my circumstances. So please do make sure you get your good news in in good time so that I can mention it and talk about it. Not that the happy things have to stop, though, of course. Once the podcast stops, the happy things obviously still continue. But I hope you have a lovely week and you manage to take some time out to go to some wonderful attractions or to see family and friends. I personally feel, after this episode, quite inspired to go and get my Sims back out, to be honest. I've also been told that there are many new expansion packs which are available now. We just have some of the basic, I think we have Sims 2 and maybe Sims 4 as well a more modern one. But now there's apparently an eco expansion pack with solar panels, wind turbines and even kombucha. How fancy. So there's more good environmental news to finish off the episode. But that's enough from me. I think I will stop there and I hope you have a very, very good week and I will see you all next Monday. Bye for now.